What is up, everyone? Welcome to Plastic Cards Podcast, a show where we break down the video game news of the week. My name is Fonzie. I'm joined by my co-host, Indie Game Dev, Man, I Can Help It, Gavin Jones. Gavin, how are you? We got to think of a new name. Poppy Chulo's taken, so it's got to be something different, but what do you think? Man, man I Can Take It? <laughs> man, I Can Help It. I go, I swing into that same intro for you, and I'm, I'm trying to break it. We got to think of a new name. As I said, Poppy Chulo is my name, so right. you're Poppy Flacco or something like that. What 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 does Flacco mean? It's something. I, I don't think it's crazy offensive. Um, I it's it was on the tip of my brain. I feel like I'm gonna be uh, accused of uh <laughs> of of whatever that word is, uh, and uh, it's gonna be all your fault. I'm gonna be that's ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, skinny. There we go. I had to look it up because I'm terrible is that at really Spanish. What it means? Yeah. I also so got waka puddle waka on here. Flame is waka skinny flame. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> How you been, man? Uh, I've been good. Been good. Having a having an interesting week. Haven't uh, you know? I I feel bad because I know I know you. And there are two things that I didn't see this weekend that I know you want to talk about. A mm. Wandavision. Oh yes, that finale's out. You haven't watched haven't, it. I haven't seen it. I'm probably going to watch it as soon as we're done tonight. Uh, but somehow the internet is not filled with memes uh, about it. So either it's not meme worthy uh, or the internet's giving me like four days. So I'll, I'll give the <laughs> internet. It gave me four days. Uh, the other thing, I got the results, but I did not watch my boy uh, Israel. Apparently, uh, I don't know if it was yeah. by decision or he went down. I don't know what happened. But I'm heartbroken uh, for my boy Israel. So, it was decision, yeah. It was um, it was an interesting fight, and he was going up a class too, so he still has his belt in the class below that. So it was him kind of taking a chance, going up in in weights, fighting a dude. Um, I can never pronounce his name, but he's a Russian dude. He's um, he's legit, and so uh, it was close. It could have gone either way at some points, but uh, the dude pulled it through, and it was a dope fight to watch for sure. I may have to check. I mean, I'm glad it was a dope fight. Like, that's what you expect from Israel. After, aside from that one fight against that one guy. Uh, that the one uh, fight is, from that one guy. That one guy that's just like 3,000% muscles. Just like everything is bulging. Uh, you might be thinking of my boyfriend, Black Superman. Um, yeah. He's Cuban. And um, I'm blanking on his name, but he's dope. He went to... Uh, Bellator, UFC just dropped him. They've been dropping a bunch of uh, people really? recently, but... Um, are you gonna yeah. tweet the stream? Yeah, I did, and I have a tweet ready to go, and here it is. Bam! There we go. Wait got me night. sidetracked. You got me sidetracked, Gavin. I'm actually doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to the internet, Gavin. I know. How does one send a a, a tweet? <laughs> you go on tweeters.com. You tweeters.com. I mean, I'm on. No, I'm not on TweetDeck. What am I on? Oh, I am on TweetDeck. Yeah, Yoel Romero is the guy you're thinking of. Yoel Romero, he's dope. But yeah, he just yeah. Uh, got dropped. Uh, he's on a different, the competing MMA league. But you know, there's another fight on that same card on Saturday. It was um, the women's champ, um, the Lioness. I forget her. Damn, I'm just forgetting names lately. But um, Amanda Nunes, bam, there we go. She basically demolished this other chick, uh, Megan Megan Markle? No, it's it's Megan, Megan something. Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson. There we go. Yeah, it was like 40, 50 seconds. It was very short. It was like Megan Anderson had no business in there. It was a dope fight, but it's just with Amanda Nunes, they keep throwing her, you know, 
fighters and she just eats them up. She's just ahead of the game so much. She should basically retire. It's like there's no one else competitive against her, but it was it was still dope to see it. I, I think we discussed like last time we were we were I was at your place. I think we discussed like let's throw her at the guy that beat McGregor. Like let- <laughs> it's it's a crazy thing to like to think of, you know, to to be mixing these genders when it comes to fighting, but she's on this other level where it's like she could handle these these other, you know, male fighters and it wouldn't be a shit show. It'd be actually entertaining to watch because she's so dope. Maybe yeah. that's the eventually we get there. I don't know. That's full equality if you let them sign the papers and agree to it and just put it on display. But it's weird. I don't know how you do that, but she's cool. also probably a completely different weight class. Yeah, she's featherweight. I don't know that's what true. uh you got to match the weight classes and all that, but yeah, it, maybe it could uh, be done. B, oh, okay. I had UFC in my thing. <laughs> B weight class. Yeah, I think he's. I assume for he's sure. lightweight, but he's probably not. Oh, he is lightweight. So one forty-five up a weight class. That's that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight on somebody. Yeah, and you can't just like add weight. It messes with how you move, and it's a, it's a whole thing. But um, yeah, it was a dope night of fights. Um, yeah, so you missed WandaVision. You missed the fights. Did you play anything this week? Uh, I've been playing. Uh, so Loop Hero came out, and I was yes, I was very excited to find out that uh, your progress in the demo transfers over, Ooh. which I didn't have that much progress. Um, but I, I it gave me Loop Two, so I was able to jump into Loop Two. And holy shit, got demolished. Uh, I'm not even close. Uh, to t- like, I can now, I can pretty well handle loop one almost consistently. Um, but loop two is just like, fuck you. You're done in five minutes, baby. You were lasting 50 minutes on the other loop? Nah. So <laughs> Now, this is the game you described to me a couple of days ago, right? Or a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's yeah. it's sort of like a like an RPG card game, uh, reverse sort of tower defense where you want to build yourself like the right amount of challenge uh, that you can progress and level up and get all these items. And it's really fun. Um, I've I've been I've been really liking it. The music is absolutely insane. Like I want to mm. like it's a good game to have something else on in the background, like a TV show or like a Twitch stream or something. But at the same time, you do kind of have to focus. Uh, and also, like I can't turn down this music. It is that good. Can't turn it down. Um, nice. So, but it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I I didn't go back to what was it? Uh, I I really want to get back to uh, Breath Edge. Um, that game has my interest. Um, I did end up playing. Oh God, I ended up playing Ticket to Ride. Um, Ticket to Ride. I've been doing uh, Thursday night digital board games, and we did Ticket to Ride this weekend, which is a board game um but there was a steam version so we ended up playing that and i've never played it before it's great uh i can see why this is one of the most popular board games in the world gotcha Um, i know you love your board games i do i ended up playing some board games this weekend as well played some uh (laughs) something golem edition uh and uh the rings lord of the rings uh no um shoot i forget what it's called uh but then i played this game called horrified uh, you should look up the box art for this. I, I think this would be your jam. I know you kind of like the spooky stuff a little bit. And a little this bit. is classic Marvel movie monsters. And this is you and a group trying to defend this village. Um, these classic Marvel movie monsters. And it's, so I have the box art pulled up. Yeah, it looks like uh, Scream 5 or whatever, like same kind of box art. It's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun one. It's co-op. So it's you, you know, everyone at the table versus the monsters. And it's it's pretty tough. Uh, we lost. So it was uh, yeah. 
This seems pretty interesting. This actually is definitely up my alley. I would give this a shot. I'm not one for board games, but at the same time, it's like it's not like I'm not for board games. Mm -hmm. It's just unless you plop it down in front of me, I'm not going to play it. But when you do plop it down in front of me and we're drinking, it's like then I'm I'm all on board. But I just there's that hurdle where it's like I never really think about these things. But this looks cool. Nice, nice. What have what have you been playing, bud? You know, I texted you over the weekend. I was uh, knee deep in some. Uh, Captain Toad, some Toad uh, treasure tracker, and man, and I really dig this game. As far as you can go with that, Shorty, it is. Uh... You know what? I would uh, I would argue otherwise. I was surprised how much there is in the game. Like, there's a surprising amount of small, small person. <laughs> yeah, there is. You know, there's shorter levels, you're shorter people playing as little mushroom guys. But there's, it seems like at the on the face of it, there doesn't seem like there's a lot there. But there's a lot of puzzle mechanics going on. The puzzles are pretty interesting. The worlds are like just super compact with stuff to collect like in every nook and cranny you really have to turn the world around and upside down because there's so much hidden stuff and the puzzles are really fun the game is just full of character too it's so cute and it just i want to keep playing it i love how the you know the audio from the little mushroom guys what you have toad and you have toadette i want to say so you get to swap between them and play different levels based on them and um yeah it's just so cute and really addicting there's a lot here to to chew on and I'm I'm digging especially if you want to find all the stuff cuz you can complete the worlds and just find the main star but you can also collect different coins or different like challenges within each level and thanks for following Gavin on there I'm surprised it took you 2 years to do that but you did do that finally I mean normally I can just pop right in and grab the grab the chat uh i didn't realize what is this sub alert that you <laughs> this follow alert you're missing out on it yeah it's from snl skit it's it's glorious i do love me pete some some pete davidson these graphics though they absolutely so i played a little bit of 3d world which is where captain toad comes from and i get why people were kind of gun shy on this game because the the 3d world version looks super generic mm. like it's it's sort of like a proof of concept but not that exciting of a proof of concept and this looks super puzzly uh super fun really looks like it's got that proper nintendo charm and i just love these uh what, what do you call them like puzzle box shadow box environments yeah um, like a diorama almost yeah, or something that's the word diorama this is this Didn't is go to adorable. College. i mean the, i don't know i i have a special place in my heart for like dioramas and like I always loved like diorama like ornaments as a kid. And this is like, I'd always come up with these plot lines for those ornaments of like what's going on. Yeah. And this is exactly what, what little Gavin would have liked. Uh, <laughs> so, and I hear, I hear the, the puzzles are fun. Um, They're very fun. And it's just got so much character and charm. The art style, you know, really fits it perfectly, but the, I'm playing on my switch and it's in, in handheld mode and the graphics are surprisingly, uh dope i mean it really holds up of course it's on that smaller screen but everything pops it's so full of color and you know there's no weird like pixelation or anything it just looks really really good on switch so i was surprised how much i dug this game it's always interesting what games do get the pixelation and what games don't Mm. like i know uh breath of the wild got it pretty bad uh whatever that weird platinum game i got got it super bad um but i remember mario odyssey was pretty good yeah so i think if you can limit the world somewhat and this one's super limited with uh just what they have to render at one point but there's still a lot going on um but if you can kind of limit and really you know just use the strengths of the switch it it can uh 
be just on full display with the graphics. And I think this one was for sure. There's a lot of, is. yeah, there's a lot of like VR or not VR, but like third per- first person uh, levels. Control, by the way, right you now? can, I turned it off, but you can do that. And I loved these points too there. I wish there was more of this, but um, yeah, it's just really cool. I'd highly recommend picking it up. I got this maybe a month ago uh, through this like walmart.com glitch where it was five bucks and it was easily worth five bucks. Worth oh, you more actually than that. got it on that? I yeah. forgot about that. There was like Damn. a 30 minute window where you could get it for five bucks, but um, yeah, no, it's <laughs> easily worth the price of admission and it's just a dope game. I haven't completed it uh, all the way through, so I'm working on completing the entire game, but I like it a lot. What, uh, what I assume you found that on, like, there's a lot of Twitter accounts that are pulling out, like, these crazy-ass deals. Yep. Um, what, what Twitter accounts is that? that found so that? there's a couple. There's a cheap-ass gamer on Twitter. It's a great one to follow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, there's Wario64 is another great one to follow. They're always retweeting, um, especially, like, these past couple of months with, like, the Xbox uh, Series X and the PS5. Always dropping tweets when something is on Best Buy and Walmart, but also just little deals on various games. So, yeah, I always keep those alerts on with those those uh, Twitch channels because, yeah. I didn't know clutch. Wario 64 did that kind of thing because I see you like retweeting and talking about Wario 64 in terms of like rumors and stuff that have like mostly come true. I oh, think, yeah. With what they report on. Yeah, with Wario, he's one or that channel is one where it's they will comment on rumors, but also when something is legitimately announced, they'll also comment there too. So they easily will differentiate when something is kind of up in the air or when something is solid. So it's, it's a account to trust for sure. And also just the game deals too. So it's, um, it's just an overall great freaking channel. So you gotta, now that you know how to use the tweeters, follow them for sure. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I am not following them. Uh, that, that does remind me something I, so we've got the whole graphics card situations right now where mm. they're impossible to get a hold of. Uh, and there's also uh, I watched a video recently on like they've got these. So they announced like the like the RTX 3080, 3090. And then they've they keep coming out with these lower tier cards, even though nobody can get a hold of the higher tier cards. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize apparently there is a reason for that. I had no clue the way these these. I'm I'm going to do my best to describe this, but apparently the way it works with GPUs is like they'll be testing these these chips as they come out. And if they're not, if they can't reach a certain benchmark, they'll set them aside and sell okay. them for the lower tier cards. Oh, so that's okay. actually what we're getting. It's not there's this big silicone shortage right now. So that's why, yeah, they're having a hard time making the, the 3080s and 3090s and whatever the AMD equivalent is. Yeah. Um, but that's why these lower card, the lower tier cards are coming out. Um, and you can get them if you get lucky. Uh, right. Similar deal. Um, but Newegg has been putting on a sort of like lottery. So you can I've enter that. in. I've, I've been considering jumping in. I don't really want a 3070 necessarily. I'd love to hold out for a 3080. Um, but that, I don't know. It's It's hard to say. I'm still happy with my card. My 2060 regular uh has been doing me wonders i know you said you liked it when you have it you have yep. what do you have right now a 2070 super and yeah. it works great same boat where it's just the crackhead in me wants to tr- try and keep getting that that new new the next card but the 2070 super works awesome i th- i don't think it'd be as much of a problem if the if you get it at regular price non-scalper price a 3080 is a affordable card yeah, i think that's the one around 500 ish bucks right that's not insane yeah, that's why for was, that power. I think that's why it was such a big deal. Like that's yeah, that's something huge. And AMD fighting right back. So 
Uh, I I'd love to get I I don't predict I'll get one of those cards until uh, you know, 2022, and that's honestly fine. I'm still I'm still super happy with my setup. I love my computer. It's a great computer. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I'll. I don't know. Do you, do you even think I should be going for a 3070 at that point? I don't know if it's for how much it costs. I think it's like 500 bucks. I don't know if that's a big enough leap because I'm stuck. I am stuck with the card I have. I'm not going to be able to sell that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. We can discuss this otherwise, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just quickly what, what's your off the, off the hip thought quickly. I think it is worth it if you can also bump up the VRAM. So some of those cards still have like the same eight gigabytes, you know, VRAM, but a lot of those newer ones also have 10, 12 gigabytes. If you can get one, get a newer card that has that bump up, then I would definitely jump in because you're also getting their, their modified, you know, like RTX cards that are, or chips that are more advanced can handle RTX easier, can get you better frame rates, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, if you can jump up, I would do that if it's also more VRAM than your current card um, for a fair amount of price. So that was a weird critique. I kind of heard of the 3070s. It's like, yeah, it's or maybe it's the 3060. I, I can't remember, but they mm. were saying like, yeah, it's got all this VRAM, but it doesn't have enough processing power to do 4K. And that's what you need all that VRAM for. Interesting. So you're literally wasting VRAM. It's possible. That's where my knowledge kind of dips off. But um, yeah, yeah, it's we'll we'll see. It, it's not like it's our one of our problems in the meantime because oh. no one can get these freaking cards but <laughs> maybe yeah 2022 they just released in the 4k tv right now <laughs> yeah there you go yeah unless you have I... also a monitor a monitor that can handle like the high frame rates and so it's kind of what do you get it i do regret not buying that tv uh, that you told me about that was an eight in or an eight foot diagonal <laughs> yeah it's uh... like what 75 80 feet 80 inches and um, it was like cheaper than my current TV. It's it was nuts. They, these t- TVs are just getting cheaper and cheaper. It's a great time to get a TV. There's no shortage on whatever the components are in TVs because they're just cheaper and cheaper. I'd be curious. I've I'd be curious as to why that is. And mm. yet monitors are crazy expensive. I think the thing with monitors is there's not as big a demand. Sure. Um, but yeah, these TVs, man. I... They're just giving them away, man. <laughs> just giving away six hundred dollars giving them away but still that w- that was a hell of a deal yeah for yeah it's like 75 inches yeah instead of uh getting our payment from biden he's just going to give us tvs i guess and we'll see how that goes <laughs> all right gavin we can jump into some of the news we got here for the week this first one we're talking about we're hopeful uh, i feel it but uh, we'll see if it's coming. So we got a report. New Nintendo Switch with 4K output OLED screen will release before Christmas. This is Luke Plunkett of Kotaku.com. Last year, Bloomberg reported that a new model of the Nintendo Switch would be out sometime in 2021. Today, they're reporting some more specific details like the size of the screen and some 4K news. The original report has now been clarified to say this new model will feature an OLED screen made by Samsung, which will be 7 inches across. Currently, the Switch models are 6.2 and 5.5 inches with the regular and light, respectively, and feature a 720p resolution screen. It will also, perhaps even more importantly, output 4K visuals when connected to a TV, which will make for one hell of a resolution change when switching between docked and handheld mode. Bloomberg's report says production on the new screens will commence in June with the display slated for shipment to or yeah to assemblers around July, meaning this new model could be ready in time for the holidays. Gavin, how do you feel about this? We've been following some uh, Switch news for a while, but rumored years ago was a Switch Lite and that came to fruition. How do you feel about this Switch Pro, whatever this would be? I mean, 
we we discussed this a little before the podcast. I think it's time. I think it's been time for a little while. Um, I I think Bloomberg reporting this. Uh, generally, I don't think Bloomberg tends to be too much on the rumor patrol. They they will if they if there's like evidence to it if there's production stuff going right. on, but they will. Um, currently the screen is 720, right? I want to say it is. Yes. Yeah. So that's not a big stretch. Um, I feel very good about the OLED to my understanding. OLED are brighter and use less energy. So that would just make this thing more efficient in handheld mm. mode. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, reducing the margins on the, on the <laughs> market. Uh, attacked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reducing the mart or the the black space along the edges, I think is great. Um, so I I feel pretty confident about that. Um, the only thing is, will it do 4K? We've seen just 4K is so hard to do for a lot of reasons. I would be so happy if it can do 4K. I'm not confident. Um, I think everything else is super realistic, um, unless they do have some sort of version of like what's amd and uh they have that thing where they can upscale something from a lower resolution if they... uh, you're you're right but i forget the name of it but yeah yeah if they can put that tech on the switch 1000 percent doable 1000 percent, I, I think <laughs> yeah i mean consoles will do that you know they have arguably more horsepower behind the scenes but they're doing that they're upscaling images from 1080p to 4k and vice versa sometimes from 2k to, to 4k so it can be done but i wonder if because it's only done when it's in docked mode if a lot of the hardware or some of it is in that newer dock that would be tied to this as well um, i wonder if that's what's getting that you know upscale tech going on or the switch can do that on its own i don't know but i'm totally fine with yeah, the other 720p screen because it like we just talked about treasure tracker looks dope on that small screen um so i'm fine with that um we'll see how they handle the 4k stuff but you're right uh, make the battery more efficient and also remove those black borders and i think we're we're onto something and i i think if they can do that upscale now maybe they leave this as an option but to my understanding if you upscale something uh and then you downscale it back down Mm. Uh, so do that in like handheld mode uh, to my understanding like the uh aliasing just looks brilliant can really look almost like a uh, yeah just fantastic um so i'd be curious to see that in handheld mode they may not allow it that'd be pretty battery inefficient um but that would be super dope uh yeah, know, also, uh, Ultima Zord brings up a point. Will Nintendo try and get more big games for the new Switch? So part of the rumors tied with this is they're waiting for, to kind of coincide this new Switch Pro with that Zelda sequel. Also with, you know, these other uh, unreleased or unannounced, uh, you know, Switch games to have some kind of big juggernaut to also come out of the out of the wings with to have, you know, say Zelda 2, and then you got Switch Pro and we're off to the races. Um, do you think they need to pair with a big game or can they just release this thing on its own? <sighs> that's, that's, I mean, what do you need to be sold on this thing? You, you're a guy who has two 4K TVs. Um, <laughs> you've, you've got, you know, you've got your, your PS5, you've got mm -hmm. your PC that, or you do 1080p on your PC just so you can get the... Yeah, mostly, yeah, the higher frame rates and stuff. Yeah, I got it all, Gavin, you're right. I'm balling, rolling the dough. I might get two Switch Pros to hold up to my ear just so I get the best uh, audio quality. <laughs> uh, no, for no, me, I mean... I mean, to you, like, high resolution and in the, in these good frame rates are more... Because, like, I can't, I can't even see past 30 frames per second. Like, I have terrible vision, apparently. Yeah. Like, we were, we were playing Miles Morales, and you're like, you're on cocaine. 
if you can't see these higher frame rates. I'm like, I can't. Give me the reflections. I can't see them. Yeah, I would say you're a special case, but I think a lot of people don't necessarily care. It's a kind of a it's a cool feature that a lot of these next gen consoles or current gen are giving you that 60 frame per second mode versus the 30. Of course, PC users are have been used to that for a long time. But with the Switch, I don't know if that market really cares or needs games to be in 4K. You know, a lot of them are kids. They're playing on their Switch in handheld mode, and it's fine. So I don't know. This is, seems to be trying to call out to the market of gamers that want more power out of their Switch, but I'm totally fine, you know, without it. If the price is right and there is enough unique features, then then maybe I'll, you know, trade in my Switch towards this. But it's not something I need at the end of the day, but maybe what they show is going to be super sleek and just, you know, cool enough that's going to make me want it because it's a cool piece of tech. So where do you, I guess that's the thing, you say if the price is right. Now, what, what did the original Switch cost? 300 bucks? I want to say 299 that's a very reasonable price for sure for what this thing does uh where i don't know what it costs now i want to say it's still 299 and then they have the switch light at 250 or 200 so you have that uh, option i don't think they would drop the price of the standard switch if when they bring the switch pro because it's nintendo and they never really drop value or drop price in anything so if anything it'd be 399 400 for that price, then it's you're starting to compete with the PS5 with the Xbox One or Series S, so it's got to bring something to the table. So it's going to be interesting, but I just don't know if we really need it at the end of the day. But it's I'm not mad at it. It I I might make that jump if if I could sell my current Switch, Switch. I I could probably make that jump 400 bucks. It's I don't know. I guess it depends on if I get a 3080 this year. If I get a 3080. I'm I'm playing my regular Switch. Uh, if I'm not, maybe I'll I'll do a Switch. Um, if you get one of those 3080s, just duct tape your phone to the card, and it's basically a Switch. There you go. Walk around town, and it's the yeah. same kind of thing. I guess that's the other thing. If this thing can do 4K, I have to buy a 4K TV. Like I'm I'm mm. out of excuses. That would be a waste of a Switch that can do 4K. But can you imagine looking at like I think one of the prettiest Switch games out there is Mario Kart. Oh sure. Uh, you were showing that earlier and I'm like, man, that would look 4K. <laughs> oh, 4K, 4K. Yeah. I mean, it looked dope. Um it's interesting though that this is the one that makes you want to like get a 4K TV and kind of upgrade because we have these other consoles out now. Those don't really push you to upgrade. It's it's the lineup that's on the Switch that would make you kind of bring up your living room basically to the future. I mean, yeah, my priorities are kind of weird, but I also skipped the last generation entirely. So that's probably where that's kind of what I, I think pushed you into the 4K when like the pros and stuff came out and those games look gorgeous. Like I still like Miles Morales still is like the prettiest game I've ever seen in my life. Now yeah. I, I haven't seen Ghost of Tsushima in 4K. Uh Ooh, so that that's another one. Change my mind. Uh but I gotcha. don't know. That being said, I've been meaning to borrow your uh PS4 for a while. <laughs> so keep talking about it. Maybe about a year now. We'll make it happen. Uh, do you think to end this uh, Switch Pro talk? Do you think trying to nail this holiday season going into 2022? Do you think that's fair? Can they push off on that? I mean, the Switch still sells like gangbusters every month. So, where yeah. do you think they should drop this? Oh, boy, with with the shortage right now of everything, True. I I have no confidence in this year. As much as I would love it, I have no confidence in this year. Um, but that being said, if if it's not coming this year, do it up, do it right bring it with Zelda 2 and I'm sold. And I guess another fold to this, 
you'd have to imagine they're still going to support Switch Lite and Switch Regular on these games going forward, right? It's going to be like that PS4 Pro kind of upgrade where, yeah, you can play it with the highest fidelity, but it's still going to work on that base model. I pray. I mean, they didn't do that support as much as I would have liked with the 3DS and the new 3DS. Like, I was very sad when Majora's Mask would lag during certain sections or the fact that Chrono Blade Chronicles or whatever it's called, uh, DS or 3DS would not playable on the regular 3DS. So I hope they give it that support, especially like the the, the 3DS Lite is that's getting a lot of people's foot in the door. Yeah. So might as well take them with. Right. We'll see. It's going to get some, hopefully we'll get some info soon if it's going to launch this holiday season. So we will follow that new story. Uh, Gavin, just another update on this huge deal that happened a couple months ago with Microsoft and Bethesda. Regulators oh, yeah. approve. Yep. So regulators approve Microsoft 7.5 billion acquisition of Bethesda parent company, Zenimax Media. So this one here is from Kotaku Ethan Gatch. So we got Microsoft 7.5 billion purchase of Zenimax Media has cleared another set of hurdles, winning approval to proceed from the both the European Commissions and U.S. Secretaries or Securities and Exchange Commissions. A note of effectiveness was posted to the regu- regulatory agency's website on March 4th, meaning it has accepted the details of the acquisition as submitted by Microsoft, including the effect on share prices. Uh, the plans for the deal were first announced last September, with the acquisition expected to be completed sometime later this year. While that was while that will bring Microsoft's total number of first-party game studios to a whopping 23, it remains to be seen how the company will leverage games from Bethesda, which have traditionally been multi-platform. So there's a lot to you know break down in there, Gavin. But uh, there's uh, this whole uh, beginning of the week has been conversations online about when do we see Bethesda break off from their third-party stuff? Do they really align with Microsoft? How do you see them rolling this out now that the deal is pretty much official now? No clue. Absolutely no clue. I know nothing about business, but uh, sure. I can you imagine if this story did not go this way? Can you imagine if these two government and that's crazy? Can you imagine making a business a, a business deal so big you have to get both governments involved, right? Just to say, yeah, you can legally do this. That's insane. <laughs> um, but if this went south and the government said no, you cannot do this the gaming community would lose its fucking mind right now. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nuts. I mean, uh, I don't know if how people would split on it because if this deal, you know, it's it's now solid, it's going through, and that's what we're yet to uh, to see. Is it meaning that, uh, you know, this is going to be an Xbox property now, all the Bethesda stuff? Are they still going to play nice with other consoles? If we knew that in advance, I think people could know how to react if the deal fell through or, or went through. Um, it's still up in the air what they're going to do as far as how they're going to support other consoles. Um, so that's where I think the big question is, but we just don't know. I think we, for sure, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is going to be on PS5. You have Death Deathloop still on PS5. That was part of the, before that deal. But after that, everything's in question. Do we see Fallout stay on the Xbox? Do we see, you know, Elder Scrolls only uh, on Xbox? It's, it's, there's a lot of, you know, up in the air and it's, it's interesting. I think people are maybe, they're not sure, you know, where to go or to be afraid, or is, is this going to be an Xbox that is still how they've been going, where they're they're playing nice with everyone, or they're playing nice with everyone until they get that lock and then they hold on with the death grip. It, we just, yeah, it's crazy. We don't know. Uh, but that being said, uh, something for the sort of the PlayStation crowd, uh, or mobile crowd, really coming into this is kind of along those same lines. And I don't mean to kind of 
side rail this, but I think it's important to take it with that with this grain of bacon. I don't know what to call this because it's not a grain of salt, but uh, the reports coming in this week that Microsoft is now upgrading uh, their xCloud servers. So I didn't know this, but apparently xCloud tops out at 720p. So they oh, are and that now... they're playing with 1080p, right? I did read that. Yeah. Yeah, they're now playing with 1080p, which is still behind uh, Stadia, but Stadia has no gamers. Um, it's it. You can't do anything without a player base. Um, right. and then the other thing. Uh, let me know if I'm picking. I'm talking kind of loud. Um, but yeah. the the other thing is they're now upgrading their servers to handle Xbox One X games, so mm. that you're now going to be able to play current gen games on this which honestly that's sort of a mind blow right there a lot of people can't play playstation 5 games right now even if you theoretically if you can't get an xbox one x you can still play the games game pass you're paying off your future console that's eventually going to arrive to you yeah that's a great idea wow wow that being said yeah, they're still shorted, so it's gonna take a while. But and that could maybe you know ooze the or ease the uh, the burn, ooze the burn, uh, with people not being able to get these consoles. Uh, yeah, it's an oozy burn. Uh, if they can't get the consoles, at least they can <laughs> get some ice out on there. Uh, if they can't get one of these new consoles, at least on the Xbox side, if they can pay for Game Pass, get on their phone, their tablet, or computer, and still stream it to the same fidelity, that's a huge win for them. And you throw into the mix all the Bethesda games, possibly you know part of that Game Pass thing day one. I mean, that's a huge get. And I feel like we're on the cusp of some kind of crazy announcement like that. Yeah. And they still really haven't fully shown their hand as far as exclusives. I know they do have more exclusives than I thought they did for 2021, but they're they're ready to start. Like, I don't mean to be an Xbox fanboy because I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I just want to play games. Um, Same. But I feel like Microsoft's about to start breaking kneecaps here. Um, I'm ready. They, they've been, you know, getting all this stuff in order. And now's the time to start dropping those bombs because PlayStation has been doing that for this entire, you know, um, this entire decade, this uh, whole generation. So it's time for them to do it. And I'm happy for it. And that's the thing. Like, are we making this plot line up in our in our mind? Like, we've watched too much WE and we're like, oh, the one character is just beating the shit out of the other guy. Now John Cena is about to wake the fuck up 75% <laughs> of the way through the match and win it. Like... <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's I'm i guess ready. it's a human thing to build up this narrative um but i don't you know i i hope they shake everybody up and by ever i mean it's basically just sony at this point nintendo i feel like nintendo is in their own race yeah uh, but <laughs> yeah they're doing their own thing and and they're hugely successful and that's kind of what they've been doing for a while where it's they just figure out their niche and they go for it and they bring everyone to their party and they don't just don't have to compete with the quote unquote big boys over here. But yeah, these big boys are finally competing. And I think I can see a lot of people's frustration, at least on the gamer side with locking these games, uh, these, these properties to the different consoles. I get that. And that sucks at the same time when they do compete with each other, then it's, I feel like in theory we win because they are competing. They're making more uh, enticing, you know, a deal say with like game pass and other things like that. So when they have to compete, we benefit from that uh that's the hopeful idea though we'll see right. if that actually happens 
I, I think you're 1000% correct. Uh, I think the one thing that I'm so glad though, this generation, because Sony was very pissy about it the last generation and Microsoft about it beforehand was like cross gen or cross play. Sure. Because two generations ago, Microsoft could have made it happen. They were the leader. So they said no. Last generation, Sony could have made it happen. They were the leader. So they said no right to, until the end. Right. Right. Uh, they got Fortnite in there. They got what's the soccer car game? Um, oh rocket league yeah they got rocket league in there Firehose started to open up a little bit the fact that we now have if if crossplay does become the standard and solid state hard drives specifically these ultra fast ones i think these consoles are running m.2s become the standard gaming is about to reach like a level that it's dreamt of forever yeah. so i'm i'm i've never been excited I was not excited for last generation. There's a reason I didn't buy last generation. I'm fucking hyped now. I am ready. We're good to go. I don't understand, it, but okay. We we have so many games that we, like we can hop on and play together. I can do it with anybody like the X cloud. So you can, somebody who's paying $14 a month can jump in with their goddamn cell phone and yeah. play what the fuck ever. They don't even have to download it. Like this is, this is gaming right here. This is, that is true. I mean, on one hand, it is the, most accessible time to play games you know they're uh mm -hmm. the cheaper the the cheapest they've ever been and the most accessible with you know whatever console you have you can still play with other people so yeah on one hand it is a great time to to play although you mentioned everyone having these super fast ssds and bringing us to the future with speed then you have call of duty says hold my 500 gigabytes and <laughs> you know destroys whatever capacity you have so it's like you still have these these entities that just don't they're just dragging their feet I was talking about that today with my coworker because we uh, were upgrading everyone from regular hard drives to f half a gig solid states because um, they're only about 30 bucks now. Mm. And I'm like, I could I could buy a Call of Duty hard drive for 30 bucks. Like, I don't mean to like sound like 30 bucks is nothing. But like I could I could afford a, a Call of Duty hard drive. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a dedicated. Yeah, you might have to. You kind of have to, but that would be kind of fun. Yeah, As a well, major boner, uh, two major boners. Weird, weird situation. We don't like to talk about it, but you have uh, a medical no, I, condition. I do, I do. This has been the the most excited I've been for a generation, and probably since the Xbox 360, because that was, I think, one of the biggest leaps in gaming. Um, sure. Just in terms I mean, you of missed out on some gems last gen generation, but. Now you can get them with their, you know, upgraded versions. They're going to bring all those back to light and this, these current consoles. So you're going to play some awesome stuff. But there are some great games last generation for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Gavin. So speaking of exclusives with Xbox, we got some news on Halo. This next one here is uh, Pringles releases a flavor that tastes like an extinct animal from Halo Reach. So this is Adam Bankhurst of IGN. Pringles' latest flavor is based on the Moa Burger from the planet Reach. If you aren't familiar with that particular planet or flavor, it may be because it is based on a flightless bird slash delicacy from 2010's Halo Reach. Halo's Twitter account announced a surprising collaboration with Pringles, revealing that Moa Burger is a limited edition flavor that is now being sold exclusively at Walmart. Now only, not only do Moa appear in Halo Reach, there's also an in-game advertisement for the Moa Burger that is that those on Reach were able to enjoy. Furthermore, players will kill seven Moa in Halo Reach's winter contingency mission can earn the Keep It Clean achievement. Uh, Gavin, are you going to be running to the store to get this exclusive Moa Burger flavored Pringles? Yeah, probably. 
Yeah, it's I mean, a. They, are you I love with this bird. They've made up something completely batshit insane, and I have to support. Like as far as like dumb video game tie-ins go, this is funny. This is honestly <laughs> funny. Yeah, no, it's you know it, it's awesome. It's weird. Um, I wonder what this tastes like because it's based on this fictional bird. An ostrich. Um, yeah, it's like a weird ostrich alien thing from from the Reach game. And uh, we're looking at some footage from Machinima.com showing this uh, Master Chief running around chasing one of these birds trying to get a mole burger. <laughs> you know, I, I was dating uh, a gal who uh, signed up for a uh, mystery meat box. Uh, oh, boy. Which almost is as creepy as it sounds. Uh, <laughs> but they'd send like weird meat. Like there was uh, some sort of anaconda meat. Uh, there was Allegheny meat. And there was, uh, no, it wasn't ostrich shit. It was emu meat um delicious i think that was one of the best but it's it's not that far off from chicken it's really not it's like it's yeah like almost like chicken and steak had a baby and uh that's a pretty good crossover it's pretty good <laughs> crossover yeah it's i if i remember correctly our state fair had emu or ostrich burgers whichever which one of those isn't extinct it had or uh endangered They're both alive Okay, well, Dajard, rather. It had one of those burgers that you could buy there, um, but I never tried it, but it just looked like just a standard meat burger thing. Um, but yeah, this is based on this fictional ostrich animal from Halo Reach, and I imagine this is supposed to coincide with promotion for um, Halo Infinite, but maybe it's now a bit early that now that Halo Infinite's been pushed. Did you say Reach? Yeah, Halo Reach. Was oh, that really what it was... Yeah, so it's based on that animal from Halo Reach. Yeah, which oh, is geez. one of the... You've been saying this, like, the whole story, and I've just been ignoring Reach and hearing <laughs> Infinite. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do anytime I talk, I think, Gavin. God damn it, Fonzie. <laughs> but I'm used to it, and I'm cool with it. But yeah, we'll have to pick one of these up next time, next week, and try it on the stream, maybe with some hot sauce or something. I bet it's... I mean, to be fair, I'm a giant Pringles fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pringles can't do wrong. Yeah, but... Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that, Gavin. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our next one here. We got, uh, I thought of you, so I brought this up on the on the show today. So Artifact, Valve stops developing on struggling card game. This is from Joseph Noop of IGN. Valve has officially stopped development on Artifact, its struggling collectible card game based on the Dota universe. Valve made the announcement Thursday, citing poor player count following the game's launch in 2018 and subsequent reboot, Artifact 2.0 Beta. Uh, Gavin, are you upset? How do you feel about this news? Is this one you ever tried or meant to jump into? Um, no, it. I, I like the fact that when I initially looked at it, it looked like you were playing three different games at once, but it just mm. turns out you're playing the same game on three different lanes at once, which allows things to be differently. So if it had been the first thing where like literally like, yeah, I'm just going... I'm bouncing between games and I'm having fun. Like that seems super cool. Um, but that being said, I hear this is just like, this is 5d chess. It is uh, insanely complicated. The amount of people that could really play it very well was pretty limited. Um, I did feel kind of bad for the original designer. I guess it's one of the creators of magic, the gathering. He's made a lot of very successful card games over the year. Uh, it sounds like he's had a couple of, you know, flukes, and this was one of them. So that kind of sucks. Like even after he was let go from the project, he's like, I'd still love to work on it, which is like, all right, like stop being so thirsty. 
um but i i do get that like they put a ton of money into it i'm sure he put a ton of work into it he just wanted to see it through um i don't know i appreciate the valve made a new fucking game right well now with dota that's the one that they're hugely successful with right so there's no plans on slowing that train down it's just this was this an offshoot it looks like or kind of an experimentation with that same universe trying to replicate the success of it yeah, and that kind of sucks too because like League of Legends is kind of keeps taking the MOBA thunder. So they had, yeah, Dota is super popular, but League of Legends is even more popular. Uh, yeah, uh, Dota Auto Chess was super popular, but League of Legends Team Fortress Tactics was more popular. And then you had the card game where this came out. Sounds like it was pretty rough. Um, and then you have the League of Card Legends card game, which is bad as it is, is doing better than this. And it's also way less like, give me money now, more money, money now, please. Money, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it looks very, I'm looking at footage of it. It looks so complicated and I'm just also not a fan of these card based games, but it seems like this is definitely next level for sure. This isn't for me, someone who's just, you know, new to the whole genre, but yeah, it's yeah. a bummer they couldn't couldn't uh, crack it. Yeah, it's 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 complicated. It's also I, I think it was like sixty bucks to start, and then mm. you had to buy packs beyond that. Whereas League of Legends is it's like it's free to start, and you don't need to put money into it. Gotcha. Yeah. So luck competing against that. Right. Also, the League of Legends card game is a little too complicated for me. I'm very confused. It I was watching some this weekend. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> oh, I've got to draw this card to do this thing. Gotta... <laughs> At least Hearthstone, I have some dumb idea of what's going on, even though I never play it. Mm. Clarity is helpful if you want to get people on your game. Okay, yep. That's uh, that's my bigger hurdles. I have no idea what's going on. So <laughs> move on to our next one here, Gavin. It's I do know what's going on here. It's pretty obvious. It's we got Doom 3. PSVR has been announced for, uh, well, PSVR. This is from IGN. So uh, Doom 3 is being ported to PSVR with Doom 3 VR Edition launching for PS4 and backwards compatible on PS5 on March 29th. It's very soon. The game was revealed on the PlayStation blog as part of a full day of new game announcements for PSVR. So Doom 3 VR Edition will feature Doom 3 and its expansion packs, Resurrection of Evil and The Lost Mission, and it appears to function similarly to Skyrim VR in that it's a virtual reality port of the full game. The game will launch on PS4 March 29th, blah, blah, blah. The release mentions how the game will feature new textures, shaders, and sound effects across over 15 hours of heart-stopping action. So the teaser I have posted up here, it's very short, but it's just showing some of the gameplay itself. And um, I mean, I'm on board. I don't own a PSVR, but uh, this looks really dope. I I do, yeah. You do, okay. It's very short. It's like 30 seconds just showing you. This game, I think it still holds up. I love Doom 3. It was definitely more moody and and scary. Yeah. I mean, I... It is kind of rough. But that being said, this was at like as rough as this is, this was like the best looking game that generation. For sure. Probably. It was uh, up there. I'd probably I do kind of want to check out the HD remake though of uh of Doom. It's on what Switch. What would it take to get you through it's on Switch? Oh jeez. Mm-hmm. What would it take to get you to play through uh Doom 3? I mean, I definitely played in VR. I wish this was, this was on Oculus or something like that. Uh, I just don't have a PSVR. have no plans to get one anytime soon. But right. uh, that would be the big hurdle. I would love to play this in VR. Um, I do have... I've attempted to play Doom 3 
over the years because like I bought it on all these different consoles and just recently on on Switch as well. But it's a uh, I have really fond memories with this game. I loved how spooky it is, scary it is. It's not just going for the say the Doom remaster remake we have from the past couple of years where it's just nonstop action. It's way more just um, it's really trying to scare you and keep you on your toes, but still with awesome gunplay. I just loved what they were doing with that. But so. The, this one, you don't have to really twist my arm to play it. I love Doom 3. You know, I kind of thought, didn't this come to PC already? Um, It might be, well, the VR version of this? Yeah. It's very possible. And if so, then I'm going to download this tonight and play it on my Oculus. Yeah, because I, I know you're you're very into VR, and this this seems like it'd be... I'd be very curious to see whether this is more or less scary in VR. Oh, I would say more, right? Because it's right up what? in your in your grill. Oof. That would be the BFG edition. VFR. What the fuck is VFR? So that was the recent, maybe about two years ago. I know it premiered with PSVR, but it, I imagine it came to other other VR outlets as well. But it was the newer Doom remastered somewhat in VR where you couldn't really like move fully. You were just kind of teleporting, but it was like a custom built oh, oh. VR experience with the new doom engine. That's probably what I'm, Oh, this looks so janky. Um, <laughs> uh, sadly that ridiculousness is probably what I was thinking of. Gotcha. Uh, I could swear they did like eternal in VR, but yeah, it must be crazy. Okay. I don't think so. Not at this point, but uh, I'm sure people have messed with, you know, modding it because they do that for every game, but. There was a game I saw recently that somebody modded into VR, which was absolutely insane. Like it was some traditionally third person game. I wish I could remember what it was. It mm. was as far as mod goes, it was probably one of the more ambitious mods I've ever seen. Oh, it was a uh... oh, Jesus. Uh, see if I can find it before by the end of the next story. Uh, but we should probably dive into that. Okay, I'll start that off while you're going over the internet. Gavin, we got Sony patented a way of turning bananas, mugs, and more into PlayStation controllers. This is Jordan Alleman of IGN. Sony has patented technology that would allow players to turn household objects and even fruit into PlayStation controllers. Players would use a camera to scan objects for the system to detect, which could then be used for specific in-game functions. As reported by GameIndustry.biz, a recent Sony patent was filed for the innovation. Um, other impl implementations include using motion to steer by using two oranges, like a steering wheel, changing viewpoint with a household peripheral via general axis, and even inputting a pause command by putting a cup into a saucer while both objects are being detected by the technology. Um, wow. Gavin, how do you feel about using everyday objects as VR slash just general controllers? Uh, I am 100% sure this is already patented. Okay. Because uh, I remember I was looking into uh, there's a really cool game jam called Control Alt where you make controllers out of wild, crazy things. Mm. And when I was looking into that game jam, there was this site that pulled up like you can attach these electrodes and it's a way of like controlling uh, different stuff. And it allows a really easy way to make controllers out of untraditional stuff. And I think one of the examples of like there was a table full of fruit and you controlled the game by like picking up different fruit. But really, you just had to touch them. Oh, uh, gotcha. But it, it's where it connects the circuit. So, um, well, this might be different because they're using the camera to just scan the thing, and then the computer remembers the point. So it doesn't have to. You're not hooking up power cords into your into your wall socket and then plug it into your PS5. But 
Gotcha, gotcha. That's that's a little different than what I was kind of thinking, huh? Now, how long until people use? Uh, ideally, they use the banana as the little example here. How long do people use their body parts to, you know, play, play whatever Minesweeper or Fortnite on their on their PS5? I can't believe my brain didn't go there instantly. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with for a lot of people. That's gonna be the first thing they try. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Hey, more power to you. You do what you want to do. Yeah, uh, that is. It's kind of neat. I'd be curious to see, like, looking at this, like, the first thing that pops into my mind is uh, something I saw recently, which is, uh, I'll see if I can't find the link to this. It was Google Grid? Google, um, mm. uh, what was good? It, it was basically, like, the like a half-step generation of uh, Google Mesh, I think it was what it was called. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, it's... It wasn't no, their VR thing, right? It it was an AR thing. Um, let's see if I can find it. It wasn't HoloLens. It was like HoloLens, but like their newest. I might watch a trailer for something like this. They were showing like. Oh, sorry. It was Microsoft. Microsoft Mesh. Oh, okay. Uh, so this, you can probably skip around that trailer a little bit. I posted it in the Discord. <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, I don't know what it is like the the covering certainly looks uh more I'm I'm not sure what it's bringing to the table is it a little bit more like it's scanning your environment as you're looking at it so other people can see like a 3D version of what you're seeing um that seems very hardware intensive uh it looks physically on the user it looks just as ugly as um the the hololens 1.0 so what is sort of the difference the other thing uh that's minorly dumb but i do hate it when these trailers like they make the holograms look like holograms and like uh iron man maybe iron man but certainly uh or minority oh, report maybe that is what they're doing oh is that what they're doing uh no uh, what uh, are they doing? uh what, what's the game uh or the movie star wars like the old uh... shitty like shit's like phasing in and out and blurry and blue um it's like if if holograms looked like that we wouldn't fucking do it <laughs> well yeah but this is you know the future. early points of this but that might be just like the limitations of trying to render this stuff and make it it just has to look like that i wonder but yeah you can kind of like see a, like where it does that thing where the pixels are going along the sides of people. That's kind of how it looked in the original Kinect, though. You're right. I wonder if that's because the same stuff, the same scanner device is on that headset. So that's really what it looks like when it's showing yeah. you. And you might even notice there's two pairs of two cameras on each side of that unit. In addition to, see, that kind of interests me too. Some of the people walking around in these environments were avatars. And I wonder if that would be a thing like, I don't know. Can I just be showing up as an avatar? I imagine to work. Yeah, that might look a little bit more just smooth as opposed to this weird disappearing into the background kind of thing. Huh. I wonder if that is. Uh... These trailers are cool, but I think we're still a long time, long, you know, we're just so far away from these things being in our house because they got to be so expensive. They got to mass produce these things. Is this something that's going to go by the wayside like Google Lens? Um, you know, it's a cool idea and I wish that that was our future, but I just have no expectations yeah. that we're really going to get there, but that'd be dope. But let's pair that with the Sony patent and let's be playing our banana. Let's put the buttons on the banana. Exactly. 
Banana. Banana. Penis. <laughs> Gavin, we got the the next right. one here is disintegration. So we got uh, some news on the studio being shut down. This was from right. today. You're, you're doing you, Gavin. That's why I love you. So uh, we got V1 Interactive, founded by Halo co-creator, closes down. Rashawn Warner of CGM Online has the article. After opening five years ago, V1 Interactive announces today that the studio will be closing down. The studio's closure was made public on today uh, via the company's Twitter account. V1 Interactive was founded by Marcus Letho, the co-creator of Halo and game director of Disintegration. Disintegration released just last year would be the sole title the company delivered uh, Gavin, we talked lightly about disintegration. Did you have any interest in jumping into this? I know it had an issue getting enough, you know, players during its time, but um, this whole studio is closed down basically after this yeah. release. Didn't their their multiplayer servers like shut down like a month or two after launch? They did. Uh, so six months after launch, yeah. Oh, that's longer than I thought. Um, yeah, it, it you know it sucks, and I I don't mean to poop on it because like you know this this is a creative person and they, they really went for this is like nothing else out there. So they really tried to make something that doesn't exist. They went on, on a creative ledge and they fell off that ledge. Um, so that sucks. Um, I appreciate them trying to do something. Um, but I mean, it sounds, it didn't have the players. It didn't, right. it didn't make the sales. That sucks. It 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 does suck. Um, but I also forgot this game existed. Like when this article pulled up, I had to dig uh in my head brain uh to really pull this one up. Yeah, that's part of the issue is that they just um it's hard to maybe it's hard to market or they just there wasn't the power behind it to get this thing in everyone's faces because it's a really cool idea. It's very much like a Titanfall 2, you know, a mecha soul kind of thing. Uh mm-hmm. people love, you know, these mech based games and it's mixing that same flavor or the essence of what made Halo fun, maybe with, it seems like they're trying to match, you know, movement and stuff and keeping this chaotic and fun, uh, but it just didn't connect with people. Um, This one looked cool to me, but it just didn't hold on to me. So I wonder if that was the same case for a lot of people. Yeah. And I mean, it's nice to see, like, I don't think enough people are willing to try and fuse their game genre with maybe like a RTS or sort of Pikmin style where you have these units on the ground while you're doing your own thing. Uh, so it'd be cool to see someone pull that off. Um, yeah, so I'm not, I did laugh at the start. I'm not like happy they're gone. I, I'm very glad they took a risk, um, but I really genuinely forgot this existed. Um, like if you had told me this was something I made up uh, <laughs> in a drunken dream, uh, I would believe you. I see. I thought you were laughing about the dick banana, not the studio closing, so. Oh, the dick banana. I didn't realize that you're laughing at this, but dick banana, dick banana. All right, again, we got the last one here. We can end on is uh, someone made a water cooled PS5. So this is pretty nuts. I have the YouTube channel pulled up here. It's from Modding Cafe on YouTube, and uh, you can scrub through the video along with me. But it's showing the entire process of turning this PS5 into a water cooled PS5, which I didn't think was possible, but it Look is. Look at that beaut! My God. That's uh So they start off tearing it apart and then getting into I'm not gonna scrub the same way you are. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just started off with them taking it apart and then they actually have the whole water cooled custom, you know, bits and pieces and they build the entire thing 
in front of you. And uh, I want to say I read that they're trying to get this to market as well. So I don't know who's crazy enough to try this, but I'm sure there are people who would who would jump into this. I would not because this looks very complicated. Didn't people get sued just for like putting out side panels? Like how is this going to survive? They did, but I wonder if that's because they're selling a component that Sony has patented as far as like, you know, an actual piece of the PS5, but this is adding stuff to it. But I don't know. You're right that it, this could be a weird situation, but they also, you'll see at the end of the video, there's no remnants of like the outside PS5 shell anymore. They kind of custom created an outside shell because they've added so much stuff on the inside. So it's basically turning this into a completely different thing at this point. It's a show that I know absolutely nothing about water cooling because this is all, I yeah, have it's, no it's alien about. technology for sure. Yeah, I've watched plenty of videos, but it's still mind-blowing. It's 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 already complicated when you're watching regular videos on PC building when it comes to water cooling, but it's still, you can wrap your head around it, but this is like the next level of that, it seems like. Right. And I mean, a lot of people building these, that heat sink is insane. I believe that's the stock heat sink. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. And when I do watch videos of people doing water cooling, they kind of hate doing it. They say it's like a pain in the butt. There's a lot of areas of failure. Um, there's a lot of maintenance to it uh, that you got to keep up on. Ooh, what a, what a thing they're doing, but good on them. <laughs> that is, uh, that's, that's nuts. Awesome. It's one of those things as well, where I don't know if the overheating or the heating component was an issue with the PS5, but maybe this just makes it that much more efficient. I would love to see them run some benchmarks. And if you get any more performance, you know, out of the PS5, but, uh, I just don't know if this thing is needed, you know, on the PS5. Probably not. I mean, that's the thing. Like, games are going to push it to the maximum level that whatever, you know, the PS, the nicest PlayStation is going to go. So they're never really going to be, to my knowledge, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they're going to be overclocking this. So sure, we'll see. It is cool, though. Like, if this is your thing, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, no, it's dope. And uh, I just saw this and thought, man, this is insane. <laughs> I yeah. love that there's people out there trying this and messing with it. But yeah, at the very end, they show it just looks nothing like the original PS5. It's this yeah. somehow uglier version of the PS5. I and mean, it's still like it's nuts what they're able to achieve. I just didn't like the weird like extra fins that they added to it. But it's still mm -hmm. crazy. I kind of like it. I kind of like the uh, the where they put the symbols, uh, the oh, controller sure. symbols in there. I think that looks really nice. Um, it's, yeah, it's interesting how it's shorter, but they still expand out in some points. Uh, I think it looks cool, but yeah, I could see this is not everyone's slice of potato. I'm not sure if that's actually like a controller charger up in front or what necessarily that is. It might be a charger or just a 3D printed stand for it, which I know you can buy stuff like that on eBay. But um, yeah, it's it's futuristic for sure. Yeah. Do we have a little bit of time for uh, this video I put in chat? Because this is what I was trying to refer to either as this mod that I have no idea how this exists. Yes. Yes. I am going to the chat thingamagoo and pulling it up right now okay i see it and i'm starting it at the point that it is telling me to start it okay, uh, so yeah i i couldn't get the time off of it so we're stuck with that url that's totally fine so it looks like a dark souls 3 gun souls mod in first person yeah it's <laughs> insane Looking a little glitchy at this particular moment. Uh, you might need to scrub forward, but yeah, yeah. are his hands like locked together somehow? So I'm going to scrub back a little bit. Um, 
sure what we're looking at. So this is pretty dope, though. So they're basically achieving a first-person VR version. I don't know about yeah. VR, but a first-person version of Dark Souls, right? I think it is VR. I think that's the way why the hands kind of You're move right. the way they do. Yep. Um, that role looks ridiculous in VR. I'd be curious to see if you <laughs> could actually do uh, a VR game. But yeah, I think they have a... What kind of gun is that? An AR-15? Possibly, uh, yeah. So does this make the game easier or harder with the ability to just shoot at enemies or is that what i've seen infinitely easier okay <laughs> i don't even know if this thing has limited ammo um but and it shoots arrows too to make it funnier oh i'm seeing this now yeah this might be oh, the only yeah. way i could actually compete uh, complete a dark souls game is if they give me a gun i don't think this is vr the, the camera is moving a little bit too smooth interesting but you're right with the with the hands being separate from the body it seems like that's what's going on but yeah maybe not I'm not sure how much it looks like they did like a 180 with the camera facing the same direction. So maybe the uh, stick is locked to the player, but the right stick is still the camera, except for when you're doing the aiming. Um, this so weird. This, yeah, absolutely. But you can see, like, you could just destroy everything with this. Right. Um, oh, God. I remember watching streamers stuck on this section for hours. <laughs> Yeah, I want to play it this way. This is the way I want to play these games. Give me a gun, because I suck this at these way games. Miyazaki intended it to be experienced. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're on a gun and a skateboard, and he's just rolling in his grave. He's not dead, but he's just rolling in his bed. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for that new Miyazaki game, though. Uh, they, a lot of people, like, they don't know what an open-world Dark Souls game is. I, I thought they were a little bit more open than apparently they are, so I really don't know what's is this going to be finally the Miyazaki game that I jump on? You're talking about Elden Ring? Talking about that Elden Ring. Mm. Yeah, I so. kind of, uh, I learned my lesson with Demon Souls Remaster that these games are not for me. So I'm going to stop trying to make them for me. And so if this one is cool, it's maybe it's more approachable. I don't know. I'm not going to jump in because I understand that this is just not my cup of tea, but they just look so cool. Yeah, maybe this open world uh, you know, version of this style of gameplay mixed with this new world could be interesting, but it's just not for me. I wish it was. Did you play Bloodborne at all? Uh, I did, and I did not like it. So, really? But, yeah. but you liked whatever we were playing the other week. Um, sure. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes? Yeah, which is like Dark Souls with guns. I guess so. Uh, maybe it's the gun thing, but um, I don't know. It just didn't strike me the same way as how I got frustrated with uh, with Bloodborne, but that's a game that's so beautiful, so gory and weird that I want to jump into, but I just suck so bad. If they gave me a baby mode, then I would, who's that going to hurt? I would be able to play the game and I'd have fun. I'm not hurting anybody. Like, what's the big deal? Just give me a baby mode and let me play that game. There, there's definitely been an argument for a baby mode in these kinds of games or, you know, uh, an assist mode. Uh, so I'd, I'd be curious to see. Maybe they do do it with the next one. If it's, uh, <laughs> I said do do. Um, <laughs> he also said yeah. dick banana, so. Well, but, you know, Context. one of these things is silly. One of these things <laughs> is something Sony's going to do. Yeah. Be my new favorite joystick. Um, <laughs> what about new, but. <laughs> oh. Hey, yo. All right, Gavin. Yeah, we can end it there for it's the week. Low these days. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me on Tinder at, no, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at uh, Drunk Devs. 
Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Plastic Art Pod. That is it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.